0: There's really only one thing to talk about today, and you know what it is, the debt ceiling. This is The Markets, a new series from Goldman Sachs Exchanges. Hi, it's Sam Grobart. Today, I'm joined by Candice Say from Goldman Sachs Asset Management to talk about the debt ceiling and what it means for investors. I also want to note here that we're recording this Thursday morning, and of course, a lot can change, but there's a lot of great analysis to dig into here. Candace, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Sam, always great to be with you.
0: So let's take a look at equity markets, which have been pretty resilient in the face of a looming debt ceiling crisis. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, if you think about the equity markets, it really hasn't moved much. To put into context, in the last six consecutive weeks, the S&P 500 really hasn't moved more than 1% on a weekly basis. So I would attribute that to having President Biden, Speaker McCarthy, a number of different Congress folks coming out to say that an agreement should be reached. So I think that's the real reason why the markets have really taken the debt ceiling negotiations in stride.
0: Do you think in any way that the market has already begun to price in a default?
1: I think it really depends on where you're looking at. If you're looking at the Treasury market, you're looking at yields, particularly yields that set to mature T-bills on June 5th through June 15th. If you're looking at T-bills that could be impacted by missed payments, then the yields already have reached 6%. But as we're alluding to the equity markets, I don't think default is being priced into the equity markets of late. But if you look at the last few days, Tuesday was the first negative day in the S&P 500 in the last three weeks. So perhaps the equity market is realizing there's only a handful of days that these negotiations can take place and lead to an agreement. And that's why they're actually reacting a little more so than they have.
0: So, Candace, just to get into a doomsday scenario here, how would the market react to a missed debt payment? What's the likelihood?
1: I'll take the second part of the question first. The default is not our base case from our perspective. I think we get to a short-term agreement that takes us to the fiscal year end and that allows for some more time. And that's especially as we keep going day after day without an agreement. I think in the event that the U.S. does miss a payment, it's highly likely that the market will have a negative reaction. But overall, the impact is really hard to predict because in the worst-case scenario, a lot of different things can happen. You can miss payments for Social Security. You can perhaps have a very volatile equity market and perhaps even lead to a U.S. recession. So that's not our base case, but wanted to share the possibilities.
0: Gotcha. Now, moving to a slightly different topic, let's talk for a moment about the U.S. dollar. What do you think are the potential implications on the dollar and its reserve currency status in the event of something like a default?
1: I think the debt ceiling dilemma and the potential of default really rest on the political willingness to come to an agreement and less so on the creditworthiness of our U.S. debt. And if the latter is true and the U.S. debt is still creditworthy, I think from that standpoint, the U.S. dollar will remain the reserve currency of choice. And the reason why. I don't really see any other currency right now or a basket of currencies taking over the U.S. dollar as a currency of choice. Is really because if you look at the U.S. dollar, the U.S. has a very deep capital market. If you think about trade, we're a huge currency of trade, a store of value. We have elevated demands for our U.S. Treasuries. So for many of those reasons, that's the reason why the U.S. dollar will continue to be the reserve currency of choice for the near future. Candace, you were
0: just talking about U.S. debt. If and or when the debt limit is raised, the U.S. will have a lot of debt issuance to handle more than one trillion dollars, according to industry estimates.
1: Can the market digest all of that? I do think the market can digest it, really, because this probably will push T-bill rates higher, especially in a market where they think the Fed may raise rates more. The good news is the vast majority of this will be issued by bills and not coupons. So from that regard, there's $2.4 trillion captive, and it can actually be funneled through the reverse repo facility. And for that reason, I think it should allow for other areas of the market to be unharmed.
0: What's... Take a step back for a moment here, Candice, and tell me, where are you seeing investment flows going and what are the potential implications of those flows?
1: Year-to-date, we've seen a lot of flows into the money market area to the tune of $37 billion in flows over the course of the last four weeks, bringing the total for the year-to-date number to $727 billion. Now, we've also seen flows come into fixed income in the bond part of the market. It hasn't been quite as much, where the total has been about 20000000000 billion year-to-date. From the equity side, it's actually been negative. So we've actually seen outflows to the tune of negative $7.4 billion over the course of the last four weeks. And that's including sectors that have done really well including the tech sector
0: so candace if you can put this into some greater context for us how typical are these flows that you're describing right now
1: the flows that we're seeing predominantly move into money markets is an indication of risk aversion so typically in times when investors are seeking a safe haven that's where they tend to invest in and that's what we're seeing right now
0: with all this uncertainty in markets What do you think investors should be thinking about in regards to their portfolios right now?
1: I think investors should be thinking about what will work for the next 10 years. I think the bottom line is that beta exposure that has worked in the past will probably not work going forward because, in this next cycle, what we're seeing is higher rates, higher inflation. We're seeing more concerns over recession, more volatility. For the investor, I think it's really important for them to realize that it's no longer a beta driven market. Moving forward, it's more so focused on alpha, which is generating return above and beyond your benchmark. And the way to do that that is to focus on security selection, focus on tax efficiency, going global, and also income generation. And you can think about all of these characteristics throughout your portfolio, whether you're thinking about equities, fixed income, or alternatives.
0: Okay, so last question. What is one non-debt ceiling data point that you think investors will be focusing on next week?
1: I think there's so many economic data points coming out. The labor market data points are really important. But also, personally, I'd like to take a look at what the market is pricing in terms of what they think the Fed will do. Because in May, it went from 0% hikes to now about 30%. So that's probably something else that I'd like to keep an eye out on.
0: Candace, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. That does it for another episode of The Markets. As of June 16th, we'll be leaving the exchanges feed, but we have our own new feed. So subscribe to Goldman Sachs The Markets wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sam Grobart. Thanks for listening. The opinions and views expressed in this program are not necessarily the opinions of Goldman Sachs or its affiliates. This program should not be copied or published without the express written consent of Goldman Sachs. Each brand mentioned in this program is the property of the company to which it relates and is not used to imply any ownership or license rights. Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice through this program. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any information contained in this program.